Hello and welcome back to the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit. My name is Luke and today we're taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the globe. It's Tuesday, so we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that CollisionConf has to offer. So sit back, relax and listen in. We'll be hearing from leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Welcome everyone. I'd like to just get started with a big picture question first. Um, as investors, how has the coronavirus crisis affected your plans for investing uh, in 2020 and the next year? And I'd like to start with Ravi, please. Yeah, obviously the coronavirus has thrown all of our uh, timelines and, and st strategies out the, out the window. I would say that a lot of it really, uh, as with a lot of investors, the first couple of months really focused on first the health of our portfolio, uh, the health of the people, uh, the teams in our firm and, and the portfolios and the health of the portfolios, making sure they, that they survive. Having been through a couple of other downturns, that's one of the most important things. And I'd say um, in terms of new investment, I would say just uh, patience and just uh, taking your time building relationships. You're gonna have a lot more time to get to know teams and for teams to get to know investors. So that's been a really big, uh, big learning. And that's been a really big shift uh, for us as we think through how to manage our way through this crisis. Great. Thank you. Renata? Yeah. Uh, so Renegade Partners is a new firm. So we don't have a portfolio to take care of, uh, which really puts us in a position to look at what is going to be true now that the world has changed and what are the, the new opportunities that this new reality brings. Uh, so we're all eyes to the future. And really, we don't know when uh, normal is coming back and what even normal is. So actually scenario planning, uh, not only how long uh, the lockdown is going to take and how long our business is going to have to uh, operate in a different environment, but also uh, what are the fundamental plumbings that change and what else is also true in that new scenario. So very much looking ahead uh, and, and, and thinking about um, these different types of worlds because we don't know what's going to happen, right? Uh, that is one. And then what Ravi said about really building relationships and how do we get comfortable uh, showing ourselves and being vulnerable and also getting to know new teams uh, that we don't have the ability to meet in real time and, and real life. Uh, I was talking to somebody that said, it's funny, I, I, you know, I talked to a founder, I don't know if you're tall or short, uh, you know, and that's just the beginning of it. So, uh, but very much eyes looking forward. Excellent. Thank you. And we're going to be, you mentioned new opportunities and we're going to be going back to those in just a few minutes. But before we do that, Mark, how has this crisis changed the way that you're thinking about investing? Yeah, given that Sierra Ventures is a seed and Series A fund, we're focused on the early end of the spectrum. So since we kicked off our 12th fund in uh, February, we have actually done seven, eight investments and half of them were probably done because we, they were in the pipeline and we knew the uh, founders prior, but the other half were completely done over Zoom. And they were from relationships that we've had in the past with co-investors or with founders that we've known. So we've been active. We think there are always good opportunities here, but it's hard to do it over, over Zoom, right? Uh, reference checks and, and it's sometimes it's just nice to be able to sit down and have dinner with the founders. So that's the hard part, but we've stayed active. Excellent. Thank you. So uh, the topic of this particular panel is starting a company in a recession. We all know that there's a line of thought that actually this is the best time to start a company. Um, but this is not like other recessions because at root it's a public health issue, right? Which then brings on an economic crisis. So do you think it's still true in this case that a recession can be the best time to start a company? 
Uh, and if so, why? And I'd like to start with Mark because I think that you're the earliest stage investor and are probably closest to those just founding moments. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, look, uh, technology waits for no one, right? I mean, if you're starting a restaurant uh, at this time, that might be a hard time to start a business. But if you're starting a technology company, this is a great time. I mean, I started in this business in 2002. Uh, my first investment was an open source network security company. Uh, Marty went public in four years. It was a deal that we did with NEA. Um, the company went public in four years and got bought by Cisco for $3 billion. Marty, if he had waited for a year to start this company, there would have been a lot of different, a lot of changes. But from our perspective, the way we look at it is there's uh, great talent. So you really have to look at, you know, the talent that's available. I think marketing is a lot cheaper right now. And, um, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, it's about are you willing to take the risk? right to to go out because most people aren't willing to take the risk so it's it's less competition so for us we think this is a great time excellent renata do you think this is a great time to be starting a company i see I you nodding totally yeah i totally agree because i think you know uh everyone would agree that big habits are changing right and people are now doing things that they didn't think they, they were possible uh and when it comes to uh you know, that move from on-prem to cloud. I mean, now every business has to operate remotely and on cloud or trying to, right? And it's something that kind of really pushed new, uh, new realities or telemedicine or so many other things that now big habits and big spends are changing. Um, so absolutely, yes. And also, I think um, a lot of great talent is now available in the market. Recruiting has always been a big challenge, you know, especially recently with uh, so many companies growing and, and spending so much on talent. And now, uh, um, you know, the silver lining of, of change is great talent being available. Um, so this, this sea of big change and big spend and amazing people that can accomplish a lot is, is a, a perfect combination. Excellent. Ravi, what are your thoughts on starting during a recession? Yeah, I would definitely agree with uh, with Renata and Mark. I think if you look at the last two big uh, downturns, some of the best companies have gotten started there. If you just look at 2008, 2009, top 10 companies started there account for more than 200 billion of market cap. Mm -hmm. And for us, as we think about it, we tend to play more mid later stage, but a lot of it, it really gets down to capital, team and product. Capital, you know, a lot of times, and this goes to, to the product piece, you know, in a bull market, capital can mask a lot of things. It can, it can mask a lack of product market fit. It can mask, it just a lot of, it breeds a lot of sloppy habits. When that capital retreats and dries up, what you really have is a lot healthier businesses being formed. Uh, that gets to the team, which Renata was, was um, talking about, which is there's 100,000 people that have lost their jobs in the last few months just in the Bay Area alone, a, a lot of great talent being available. And the final piece on product, you know, product market fit, which is the most important thing as you scale, that capital can mask product market fit or a poor product market fit. In, in downturn, teams and founders and investors are really focused on having the most essential product market fit, and that will lead to the capital and lead to really good companies getting formed. Excellent, thank you. So when we talk to founders that have started companies in recessions, they often point out over and over that it is all about cash flow, right? And that your growth should be given, driven by your cash flow, especially during a recession. 
that's not usually the advice that you get from venture capitalists, right? That you, profitability is secondary to growth. So should you be sort of planning the future of your company uh, differently, Mark, from the beginning, given a changed economic environment? Yeah, so I think uh, operational efficiency is a great thing, right? So Paul Graham, I think in 2008 said, you need to be cockroaches of the corporate world right and cockroaches of the corporate world are people finding a way to survive because right now companies are looking to save costs and startups are in a much better position to provide better products cheaper faster than big companies right so when you think about survival and operational efficiency i think starting a, a company in this environment really allows uh you to do it the right way with a lot, lot of operational efficiency, not going crazy on marketing, hiring wisely. Um, but I think that's operational efficiency is the key. And I think this environment almost forces that on you. Got it. So Renata, if these companies uh, are going to be run maybe a little bit differently at the beginning, is that going to change what you're looking for, for that like, you know, B round or kind of growth stage capital? Are you going to be looking at this cohort of companies differently a few years down the road? Yeah, so I think one thing that shouldn't change is vision, right? I think this idea of I'm still going after big market and a big problem doesn't change. I think what needs to readapt is how you get there. And more than ever, this idea of do I build something, not only that people want to buy, but do I have a sustainable business model? Because this idea of I'm going to get uh, freely available external capital to continue to fund operations that are not efficient is just not happening, right? So it's this balance of so the pressure for you to figure out um, not only your product, but your business engine and your marketing channels and figuring out, okay, am I actually making money this way? And if I'm not, I have to find something else to make money uh, and some other way because people are not going to give you the pass. Um, so I think the this ability of taking the cash that you have and making the most of it uh, and you're going to compare, right? Because every company is going through the same situation you are. Um, but again, the big vision remains. Yeah. Ravi, are you going to be evaluating companies differently as a result of this? No, not necessarily. I think that for us, um, and one thing that I learned uh, the hard way and the easy way is just the quality of the founders and especially the quality of the CEO. And that, um, I think the difference now is you actually have the time to build those relationships. I think what you're going to see less of is, you know, three, four weeks to term sheet and, and fund, um, especially in the, in the mid later stage growth, uh, growth areas. So, um, that doesn't change. I think really, I totally agree with what Mark said in terms of operating efficiency for us, efficient growth versus growth at all costs has always been a mantra. And I think that's going to be really important. And even in downturns, companies that are able to grow efficiently, that focus on their efficiency metrics actually still get premium multiples. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say we look at it differently. We're just doubling down on the things that were important to us, even in the bull market. Excellent. Thank you. So Renata, you mentioned uh, new opportunities in this different environment. What are you seeing and what do you think entrepreneurs should be looking closely at? Um, so I think this idea of what else is going to continue to be true uh, after these changes and what are, you know, uh, big swaths of the population. So definitely seeing things in, in workforce management. Going back to basics around uh, food, right? And what does it mean in terms of what do we eat, how we like to find things. Uh, going back to education, I think, you know, what the uh, coronavirus did to us is kind of pushing us down the Maslow pyramid to like basic needs have changed. And all of those are kind of transforming the way that they're delivered and they're consumed. 
Um, another le level of conversation is what happens now to supply chain, right? So many people depend on things or goods that are made outside the US or goods that transfer location. And now if you don't know who touched what and what's safe and what's not, so all the, these transfers of goods and services are, are also up for conversation. Um, and, and, and really is, uh, okay, what are other businesses and what other habits are gonna be more comfortable being fully online, right? So many people are talking about telemedicine, but what's the second order of that? How do you get payments? How do you get insurance? So on and so forth. Um, Excellent. So those are some ideas. Excellent. Mark, what are you seeing for opportunities for entrepreneurs in this? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, if you think about the infrastructure and how the infrastructure changes, if you look back at 2001 timeframe, what happened there? You know, it was the birth of the cloud, right? If you really think about people saying, I don't want to have all my infrastructure in one building. I worked at Merrill Lynch at the time, you know, we were worried that if the building went down, that was it, right? So that was the birth of the cloud. I think 07 and 08 accelerated it. I think if we look now, I think that it's going to be a much uh, more focus. I mean, we've talked about digital innovation. They were kind of in an innovation group now it's the way of life, right? If you think about what's happening with uh, touchless payments, or you think about uh, you know, customer service, there's just a whole bunch of innovations that are gonna happen both in the infrastructure as well as in applications. We do healthcare tech, and we're kind of saying, okay, how is it gonna change clinical trials, for instance, right? Nobody wants to show up in a doctor's office right now. Um, how, do you, how do you change and adapt clinical trials? So we're looking at big buckets of healthcare tech, future of work, and just infrastructure and saying, where is the fundamental shift gonna happen like it did back in 01 or in 08? Uh, so Ravi, what opportunities are you seeing for entrepreneurs at this time? Yeah, for us, uh, a lot of it is in a couple areas that I've spent a lot of my career on. It's uh, in cloud and fintech, which um, we're still in the early innings, and especially in the infrastructure and the application layer, infrastructure layers, companies such as MuleSoft and Plaid that I funded in the past, really the, the plumbing. And I'd say right now that still uh, holds true, and you're seeing significant uh, digitization as those, as those industries really start taking off. Excellent. Thank you. We've got one minute left. So maybe just one or two sentences from each of you. Uh, advice for founders looking to raise right now. Uh, to start with Renata, you just a couple sentences. Uh, big vision, operationally efficient businesses, amazing team. Excellent. couple phrases. Mark? <laughs> There's money available for the best founders. Call us. Excellent. And Ravi? Keep your wits about you. Spend a lot of time uh, focused in building relationships with your investors. Awesome. All great advice. Thank you everyone so much for being with us and thank you for joining us at Collision at Home. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.